When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull, turn up the fun with Crunch. I wait for you to do the banana. Oh, sorry. Banana. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Unequal Sequel. Extra. It's Friday. It's that day that we just talk about sequels and everything about sequels that we love. Yeah. Could you feel the passion, Rich? I did. I did Good. feel the passion. I was just going to say, be careful because yeah. this podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. You know what? You're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've missed a trick there. Should have done at the end, shouldn't I? Oh, oh. You can do it again. You can do it again. Do you want to tell the people what we're doing then? Go we are doing Mission Impossible movie ranking. Special. This is because Rich had never seen them apparently. Before. No, no, I have. I saw the first one in the cinema when I was fifteen, and I didn't like it. And I've never watched any until this week. And you blitzed them all, right? I've watched all six. Yeah. You're such a lucky man. Yeah, am I? Am yeah. I? Yes. Okay. Because of all the <laughs> rankings we've done, Rich, this is the one I found the hardest. Is it? Okay. I. For me. There's a standout worst, and there's a standout best, and okay. the others all are all right. The rest are all right. For me, there's a standout worst, <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a standout best. Okay. And when I say there's a standout best, I mean all the rest. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. I. Yeah. So your history of Mission Impossible is very different to mine, it seems. Yours is yes. the first one put you off. Yeah, so I was 15. I remember distinctly remember watching it at cinema. The bit where the helicopter crashes into the tunnel and nearly chops Tom Cruise's head off, but stops just in front of his face. And I was like, mm. "This is shit." We're getting to it. As a 15-year-old, but yeah, 25 years later, uh, I kind of quite enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, it's a very. Again, we get into the first one. Dave, calm down. Calm yeah. down. I've seen all these on cinema apart from the first one. Oh, right. Okay. I think I was too young. 
Oh, okay. I think yeah. that was a yeah. VHS rental job was uh, Mission Impossible 1. Hmm. I have big memories of going to see the second one with lots of school friends because um, we always had to make a trip to Harlow back in those days because it didn't have a local cinema in my town. Was it disappointing then? or? Well, I bought the soundtrack. Okay, all right. So we'll get into that. <laughs> that's got the that's the Limp Biscuit soundtrack. Isn't Limp it? Biscuit, Metallica, Uncle Cracker. Uh, oh. else on there? There's someone else on there, but the Limp Biscuit song was amazing. But I've I thoroughly enjoyed all of these films. I think it out all the franchises that are going at the moment. It's my favourite. Uh, I've been lucky enough to go to two press screenings of Rogue Nation and Fallout of these oh, in the last few years. Uh, so I think my brother-in-law worked on Fallout. Well, your brother in New Zealand so, is a yeah is a legend. Wow, what a, <laughs> what a great job he has! Yeah, he does have a great job. Not remotely jealous. <laughs> so, shall we start? We're going to go worst to best. Yeah. yeah, let's go worst to best. Uh, so there's six. There's there. six, but it gets bum, confusing because it's bum, it's Mission bum, Impossible, bum, bum, bum. Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three, and then not four. It's what Ghost Protocol instead of. And they four. start naming them, yes. Yeah, and then Rogue Nation, and then Fallout. Do you know why they so, did that? No, why did they do that? Is that because at one point Tom Cruise wasn't making much money, and it was kind of like a refresh of the Mission uh, Impossible franchise. Right, okay. So there's definitely a difference between the first three and the last ones. Mm, and is, yeah. Jeremy Rayner was brought in yeah. for certain reasons that was meant to happen, but it never did. Okay. So, we're, we're all I mean, they're that. very much Tom Cruise movies, aren't they? They're very, they're all very, yeah. very tight control over them as well, doesn't he? He's not just he, a, the, the star. He's, he's producer, executive, yeah. especially what I understand the last few. He's really, you know, yeah. taken grip and that's why he gets angry. Uh, well, we, I think we can both agree what's the worst one, right? Unless you're going to absolutely blindside me straight away. Oh, no, no. Um, well, I mean, we, we could start with that. I was just going to say there are two more in the works, though, aren't there? There's, there's a seven and eight, isn't there? Seven and eight coming out. Well, the part one and part two. Yeah. So it's kind of one film. But yes, yeah. coming out. Day of Reckoning part one is 2023, which I understand they're still filming. Well, they, they filmed in Leighton Buzzard. They did, but they did pickups the other day. Did they? So oh, okay. yeah, they're still doing pickups of a film that worries me. And then part two will be, I'm guessing, is I thought they filmed it all at the same time, though. So it could be part two then. Yes, but this is a Tom Cruise movie. There, mm. I specifically know because I watched Simon Pegg's uh, Instagram live story the other day and he said, I'd just done some pickups for part one. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, Fair enough. Okay, right. Let's get back to... The ranking, no. and there's no, there's no kind of like anniversary or anything like that. I mean, the, the original Mission Impossible is 25 years old. Um, 20, 25 years old. 1996. Year? So no, it's 25 years old last year. It's 26 oh, well. years old. We it's can't even, we can't even shoehorn that in. It's just because I've decided to watch them all because I've not seen them. So there was a couple of reasons. One, you decided to watch them all. Two, September is a bone dry month. <laughs> Free. Yes. I'm currently in Canada. <laughs> Not yes. while we're recording. No, no. But physically, physically, when you're listening, to, when you listeners are listening to this, Dave is in Canada. So <laughs> we had to do something first. Anyway, yes. so six worst of the six has to be Mission Impossible Two. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's just not very good, is it? 
what were you like coming into this one? Because I'm so intrigued. Because I think one's like a an old espion like spy film. Brian De Palma wow. directed it, and then you get a John Woo, who's the one of the Godfathers of action kind of. I mean, ninety percent of this movie is Tom Cruise flicking his hair in slow motion, like, and John Woo's white doves flying off. You know, like he has in every movie. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't feel like it. it didn't feel interesting in at any point, but none of it made me. I found myself when I was watching it. I just found myself just getting annoyed with it. I just wanted it to end so I could get to the next one. And do you feel like it never, never was going to end? It keeps. Oh going. my god, it's so long! It's so <laughs> long. Like again, the the, the, crit, the criticism I have of like Zack Snyder stuff is it would be like an hour shorter with all that bloody slow mo in it. Mm. <laughs> it's. It's not good. It isn't. It isn't. Very uh, good. There's a lot. Yeah. Number. This is also my worst one. Okay. Well, that's good. And the highlights are the music. I think the Limp Biscuit song is brilliant. Uh, I think the Metallica song is great. I think uh, my highlights Tandy Newton, but she's a bit wasted. Well, everyone's a bit wasted. I don't think the bad guys is very good. I think the no. the bits in between the actions are boring. Yeah. Uh, I don't. It is. It's not a good film, but they do use motorbikes instead of knives at one point. That's pretty cool, right? Well, they use motorbikes like, like it's like a medieval, like yeah, like jousting race, it's like a like. knight's tale. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. Do you feel like Do Grey Scott is wasn't equal to Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise's Ethan Hunt? I always had that problem. I didn't find him as sinister as I think he was meant to be. You know, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think I think Dugray Scott can be very scary, but I don't. I didn't feel that this. He felt particularly troublesome. Scary. Do you know this is yeah. the film why he wasn't Wolverine? Really? Because he overran filming for this, so he had to drop out of X Men, and that's where Hugh Jackman. Wow! So thank you for overfilming of this because Hugh Jackman is, wow. is Wolverine. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He's got to be gutted about that. Oh, he is, but then he probably think no. They probably cast the right person in the end. Yeah. And plus, would you want to get built like that every time to be Wolverine? And We're going off topic again. Yeah, true. I was just thinking of the other thing that really annoyed me about this movie is that yeah. the very much over reliance on the masks, stupid masks in this. Yeah, one. yeah. Like, I mean, I get it. It's a nice gimmick in the first one, and it's you know, I get, I get that they want to keep doing it, but. It was too much in this one. It's like every second person had a bloody mask on. <laughs> but it's such a cool beginning, isn't it? When he's hanging off the rocks. It's a cool beginning, yeah. And Anthony you know, Hopkins as the head of MI, whatever there it's are called. Decent, there, yeah, as the secretary or whatever he's called. There are decent shots in it. like, But, I mean, John Woo's just, I don't know. It just seems you know, he's he, obsessed he, with the individual shots and not the story. Or making things look cool in the story. Mm. Do you know that originally this cut was like three and a half hours long? Somewhere out there, there's a director's cut of an even longer cut of Mission Impossible 2. God, it's probably just Tom Cruise just taking his sunglasses off over and over again, isn't it? Like, <laughs> flicking his hair. Like, no. <laughs> no. You wouldn't watch it. This film does have its defenders. And recently, like any sequel that gets panned in the past, it seems things come around and people are now starting to defend... Really? Mission Impossible 2. I'm not sure how you defend it. But out of the six, I think it's definitely the weakest. Oh, yeah. Easily. Easily the weakest. Like I said, standout worst. 
which was easy. This was easy, easy for me to pick as my worst. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you. I've got, I've got nothing else to add apart from at in 98, I think it was 98, wasn't it? When it came out, uh, I, think I did enjoy so. it. I had a, a riot with my friends in the, in the cinema. I did enjoy, like I said, Do I bought the soundtrack. It was 2000 that it came out. Shut up. <laughs> 2000. So there must have been a gap between one and two then. Yeah, four years. Incredible. Incredible, that one. Mm. And then there was a gap between this one and the third one, if I remember rightly. Like another three years, four years. Uh, I will check if you like. Yes, please. Uh, but the things that I don't like, the bad guy, Tandy Newton is, is great in it. I fell in love with her a lot when I yeah, first saw too. this. Big time. Um, I fell in love with her. This is the first time I've seen it. And yeah, I fell in love with her all over again. Um <laughs> Yeah, three was 2006, so six years between wow. two and three. Um, Tom Cruise's hair, this is this is his vanilla, I feel like it's his vanilla sky time, that that kind of era. Yeah. Um, when he had a, his hair looks wrong, though. It looks like a wig. It, it doesn't, does look like it a wig, doesn't look right. it? No. I'm glad this era didn't last very long, yeah, at the Tom Cruise too. eras. Um, what was your second worst one? What was your... Now, Number this is five. when it gets a bit tricky. So Wait, it gets impossible. The next, the next four are tricky to split, but I've got reasons for why I've done them this way. Uh, so my next one is is the first one. It's this Mission Impossible one. Um, right. And I enjoyed it more than I did when I saw it in the cinema. It is still ludicrous. <laughs> you know, Which part's still... the ludicrous? Or well, most of it, like it's all completely unbelievable, is, isn't it? I really? think this like, is the most down to earth one. Really, this is a Brian De Palma film. The helicopter crashes into a into the tunnel, yeah, and the blade stops inches from his nose. That's just good entertainment, Rich. I mean, the the force alone of the air moved by that blade would have chopped his head off. <laughs> Mission anyway, impossible. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Well, I know it's going to be ludicrous. It's fine. I'm more accepting of that in my 40s, it seems, than I was when I was 15. Mm. Because, yeah, I, I didn't like it. I found it all a bit too convenient, I think, was the thing as well. It's like everything just happened to fall into place kind of thing. This one didn't have the set pieces. This is before it got out of control. Yeah. And, and you know, you know, you know that the sort of spy genre isn't my favourite genre. I'm not a big fan of Bond or like, you know, like uh, what? Other, what was the other thing that we watched with Henry Cavill in it? And the Man from Army Uncle. Hammer. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. And it's for, for, this is cleverer than those. You know, at least this has got gimmicks and stuff in it. Um, and I did. I gotta say, rewatching it, I had a lot more fun. You know, it was, oh, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. Did I you was impre- going appreciate to. the drop from the ceiling sequence with Jean Reno and the? Yeah, I the mean, obviously, I've seen that a hundred times because you know that's Shrek two on everything. Yeah, including Shrek two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. It's all right. Uh, yeah, I think this, it's, this is. It's a proper uh, a crime film, like spy thriller. Yeah, you don't okay. know who to yeah. trust. It's, it's it's a Brian De Palma, I mean, I like think I did know who to trust. Like I, I was pretty <laughs> convinced I knew who was the. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I was convinced the wife, the woman, loved Ethan. Nah, um, fell in nah. love with her as well. Thing Rhymes is great. I'm Ving so Rimes glad they. Great, yeah, definitely. He's been in pretty much all of them. All of them. He has been in all of them. Yeah, I've just watched yeah. them all. He's definitely been in all of them. <laughs> he turns up at the end of, bored, doesn't he? He's not. 
he's not actually in four. No, he is in four, definitely. Okay. He's definitely in all of them. Definitely. I know he's in all of them, but he doesn't have a main part. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Like, anyway. Unlike you, I didn't rewatch these because I'm trying to save them until next year and then have a big. But I've watched these a lot. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, what so about you? One. What's your second worst? Well, for me, after the worst, it gets. It is. I, this will change daily. But when I wrote these down yesterday, and I have to stick with this. I went for free. Oh, did you? Okay. I think, because I think the saving grace of the third film is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got three a lot higher than you. That's fine. That's um, fine. Mainly because you know I love a bad guy. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is the best bad guy in he any is the of best these bad movies. Guy. Yes, yes. He is, but he is sinister and yep. evil. And yep. my God, I'm scared of him. Yeah, like, terrifying. He's he elevates this movie to, to places it shouldn't be, and for that, yeah, he he comes a bit higher than. See, for me, it's the other way around. If it has to be more than just Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he is like you said, he is the best bad guy. He does ever elevate that film. Oh, for me, because I, I think but, because but without him, yeah, y- you know that film would just be okay. I think. I think you're right. It's but... got some good set pieces. It's got the bit of the bridge. You've got the chase through the. Thai village at the end is all good. Yeah. Um, I think the reason. Got swinging across Shanghai. Nice. Yeah. 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 Uh, Agreed. But I think Philip Seymour Hoffman makes this movie better and in doing so makes everyone else better. So. I appreciate that. So, like, Ethan Hunt's love story is more important because of Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. Like no, you're right. Agree, if agree. it didn't have that, then the love story would be a bit meh, blah. But because he's so fucking evil and such a threat, that love story is important. Yeah. And imagine, imagine that Philip Seymour Hoffman character as the bad guy in the last few films. Even mm. though Sean Harris is is really sinister, but Hoffman was next level. Yeah. Like yeah. I believe this man will shoot me in the face at any point. He's no, no, no. I don't believe he'll shoot you in the face. I believe he'll shoot everything, everyone you care about in the face and make you watch. Mm. That's that's what I, you know, I think he will torture you. And it, so, yeah, so you, you put that second last. Yeah, but let me reiterate, Rich. Really bad. Rest. I could just put them all at number one. Right, okay. So I've really had to, I think. Yeah. And uh, try and give you some reasons. And you've. Convince me not to put it there, but I will have to keep it there <laughs> because my one after that is is the first one, and just because okay. I think the first one is a great first film, I like how especially one, two, three, and four, and five, five and six are kind of the same director, so they kind of film the same, even though they're not meant to. Uh, they do look, sound, act differently to each other. Mm. Like what the difference between one and two is insanely different. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like completely polar opposite. Mm. So one at a time, I, I, I think it's smart. I think it's really clever. Um, I, I think it does a brave thing of they they get all these famous people at the beginning and then just completely wiped them out, like from point zero. You think, oh, these are going to be the, the people that stick with Ethan Hunt. No, they're not. No, no, they're not, yeah. I think that's really good. And then he has to go around getting these ragtag bunch of you know bad people Joe Renault is brilliant in his part even Jean Vault as that character is good 
I like the set piece in the train. I like the set piece getting the knock, whatever it is, the the thing in the uh, CIA headquarters, mm, whatever it is. The knock list, yeah. I think these are all brilliant. I think I love the the scene when he throws the thing against the glass of the, the water tank. Who who that guy is coming back in Day of Reckon in part one and two. I just think it's a it's a really solid film. I think getting Brian De Palma as a director was a brave choice and I think um that wouldn't happen nowadays. Hmm. So and I think that kind of it was just it was really smart, really clever. Something to be to be um celebrated about this franchise is how much respect and knowledge of the movies that have happened go mm. into the next one. You know, like, it's not like a lot of well, some franchises where, where it will be like, we've talked about the DC universe, where it just ignores the previous movies. Like, just completely, mm. like, it's like they never happened. Whereas this one, it always feels like there's a there's a link to the last one. It's always like they, they all know the last one happened. You know, that's... Yeah, yeah. There does seem to be some learning from from one movie to the next. You know, I think that's very clever and very kind of obviously Tom Cruise's kind of control of making sure that happens. Yeah, I also think the difference between Tom Cruise in number one to Tom Cruise in number six, Ethan Hunt is a very different. Ethan oh yeah, Hunt. you can clearly tell he's quite naive in the first one, and then by the last one, he's. I also like the fact that he's not perfect and he does make mistakes. Absolutely. You know, there are things that happen by accident, and there are things that he doesn't mean to do that that move the story along you know that's yeah so yours yeah. goes two three one two three one okay so my third from the bottom is ghost protocol four yeah four, yeah and only really because i found myself kind of drifting off a bit in the middle right i don't think it's bad i definitely don't think it's bad i think it was an enjoyable kind of action movie but i just yeah, just kind of drifted off a bit. Like I kind of lost it a, a little. I didn't. It didn't. Didn't keep me like fixated on it like some of the others did. Um, it lacks a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, it does, cool. doesn't it? And that's again, that's probably me like talking about. Like, <laughs> I like a I like a good bad guy, don't I? So yeah, it does kind of. Yeah, it does lack the the baddie. But for me, this four is where it. It's suddenly it, it, it they just turn it up a notch of the of the action sakes and, and it's it's where um, Mission Impossible is now where it's gone. It's kind of like for me, not quite to the extent, but where Fast Five something just went into a different notch. Yeah, I get that. And we're gonna we're gonna like we're gonna do some proper proper crazy stunts. We're gonna put Tom Cruise on the actual side of a the tallest building in the world. Mm. And that, that whole sequence and scene is literally terrifying because he's so high up. And knowing Tom Cruise, he was actually stuck to the window. He probably the was. I mean, that, that the Burj Khalifa stuff is really, really good. And don't get me wrong, I think that, that is great. And uh, I don't know. I just... I like the introduction to the, the, the characters. Yeah. Uh, I like the use that they've moved... Uh, Simon Pegg's character Benji from out behind the desk. Mm. He now he wanted to be an agent. He is an agent. the The Jeremy Rayner character has always been interesting because he was initially put into these films to uh, take over from Tom Cruise at a point right, where okay. they thought Tom Cruise would hand over the reins of Mission Impossible. Mm. Originally, 
uh, when Mission Impossible 4 was getting mentioned that Tom Cruise wasn't even going to be in it. He had a slight falling out with Paramount. Um, they were talking about other actors. I remember Brad Pitt's name being thrown around a lot. Okay. And in the end, they, they landed, because this is when Jeremy Rayner won an Oscar for Hurt Locker. Mm. He was very hot at this point. It's what, 2011? Yeah, yeah 2011, 2012. Uh, he was he suddenly put himself in a lot of franchises. Obviously, born the Bourne se- legacy, mm. what we spoke about last week. Um, Two weeks ago, he was he was still hot, still hot right now. Um, <laughs> so yeah. he originally was meant to overtake from, but then Tom Cruise. This is where I think Cruise found his second wins, not in just these films, but his, his acting as well, and his aim of what films he wanted to make. Because mm. from this point, he's they've literally been mental from onwards i mean you had the jack reaches or pretty crazy act like fighting scenes the only acting acting one i can think of that he's done since this film was probably american made yeah and i he stepped away from the the magnolias and like that and i'd love to see him in those kind of films again because the the man can act Mm. but he seems to now concentrate more of what the audience want from him uh and i think ghost protocol you can literally pin on it when he's on the outside of that building, they just thought, fucking hell, that's, we can see, kind of see Tom Cruise's face and the, the drop below him. And then he's kind of tapped into that. Yeah. Um, th- for me, this is my next favorite after one. This is four. So that's your just main, number four, is it? Basically for the reasons I'm saying, I think this is the one it just turned yeah. turbocharged. So my number four is, the, is number three. <laughs> I <laughs> so see. Mission Impossible three. So we're not we're too not, far we're, off. We're not too far off. But Ving Rhymes is very good. General Mel, I think he's good in this film. I've always oh, enjoyed his character. So, yeah, I think he's all right. I think that you're not that was you're not that was an interesting sure thing to if do. He's a baddie or not? Are you like? Uh, yeah, exactly. Which kind of makes it is a nod to the first one. Like you're saying, mm. there's always nods around. They respect what comes before and yeah, stuff like that. I thought it would be interesting to have Ethan Hunt take a a younger person kind of under his wing. And I thought that's what they would have done with General Mel. But at this point, General Mel wasn't really young, so I never no. really understood that either. No, was, not as old as Tom Cruise, though. No, but he's now... Jim Rain's like 50 in real life now. Well, yeah. And Tom Cruise, what, it's only, there's an only eight-year, ten-year difference. Yeah. So not as much as they could have been. They could have, been, they could have got a real young whippersnapper in there yeah, to hire. True, true. What's, what's your number two? Oh, <laughs> do you want me to go do mine first? No, I... I yeah, do yours and see if it's the same as mine. So my number two is Fallout. That's what I've got as well. Good, good. I That's think it's I good. Landed. I think it's really good, Fallout. I just think Rogue Nation's really, really good. <laughs> Fallout, I remember, I had to review Fallout for Jump Cut Online. And I remember it's not as good as, as, as Rogue Nation, as you said, because the storyline is a bit more convoluted. And there's bits of it you like... I can't really understand what, why certain people are doing there and here and there. And I think Rogue Nation is more streamlined yeah. than Fallout. I mean, I like Fallout, Henry Cavill in Fallout. Fallout, a good bad guy. Cavill is really a match for Ethan Hunt. It's mm. like the first physical match we've seen that can actually go toe to toe with him. I think the stunts, the, 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 the halo drop yeah. is incredible. I think the the helicopter the stuff helicopters, yeah. is insane. I remember my review writing like, how do they come up with the next step of like, okay, this time we're going to... Because how do you beat Rogue Nations? I'm going to tie you to a, fr- a side of a plane and just fly you around for 15 hours. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's incredible. Uh, 
I think okay I don't know where I'm talking about five or six now I think the introduction of the Rebecca Ferguson character in five I think the use of Sean's character Harris's really evil and sinister bad guy is a step up again from four not from three because Hoffman was just next level yeah I think the use of is Baldwin five or six both both yeah the man could deliver dialogue yeah, so he, um, yeah, he Fallout, he dies, doesn't he? But he, he's in six. He's trying to shut them down in six, and then he becomes the second. Five, I like because there's a, there's the chemistry between everyone. But mm. I like when Jamie Renee, Jimmy Rayner, and Ving Rhymes have to go and find Ethan Hunt in Casablanca, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and ch- there's that chase of motorbikes and cars after the underwater bit. Yeah, so like, this is Rogue, Rogue Nation. You, this is Rogue Nation. Rogue Nation yeah, is just yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Rogue Nation is just great scenes after great scenes. You have the Vienna Opera scene, the shootout. Yeah, you start with the the plane stuff. Then you got the underwater stuff, and then you've got the incredible car chase through Casablanca, which is nearly matched for the incredible bike chase through the streets of Paris in Fallout. And if you've been around the streets of Paris and those roads you know how incredible that scene is mm. because the roads are fucking mental. <laughs> true. This is true. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so why is Fallout just not quite as good? Because the story is a little bit more convoluted than Five. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't understand certain reasons why certain characters were doing things. and I think that Five has a very clear threat and Fallout doesn't have that very clear threat until maybe sort of the end. Fallout, so. I remember the, the the buyers and sellers of the whatever. I'm like, who in the fuck? The bathroom scene, I know I keep, is cracking the whole nightclub. Mm. The introduction of Finesse's Kirby's whatever, White Widow, whatever her name is. Yeah. Lovely. Can't wait to see more of that character. Yeah. I like her. But Five is a better film. Yeah. You're right. In the end of the day. Um, but not by not by a lot. Like other days, I could change. I flip flop, but I'm all. I'm always going to go back to storytelling. Mm. And I think the storytelling in Rogue Nation Five is better than than Six. But I don't have to say anything on this. I knew I wouldn't. I knew I could just wind you up and let you go, and you'd be able to talk about these movies. I think the Mission Impossible's are better than the Bonds, uh, the Bournes. I think they're the best franchise out there and I cannot tell you how excited I am for the next parts mm. like I'm going to be sad when they're all done and dusted but where are they going to go what are they going to do how are they going to top the last two films I just I can't wrap my head around that like how can you go yeah. bigger bigger than Rogue Nation and Fallout I mean obviously the best action franchise in it that's ever existed is the Fast and Furious franchise but it's better uh, than that <laughs> Um, but I, I, I've got I've got a newfound respect definitely for Mission Impossible. You know, I was not I, I, if you'd asked me sort of two weeks ago, I'd have been like, oh, I'm just I don't like it. I'm not a fan. I've not seen any of the any of them. I saw the first one, didn't like it, and I'm I'm not into it. And they're, they're made purely for fans. I was wrong. Purely for fans. I was wrong. There good. I'm glad. Good movies in here, and you can you can see why Tom Cruise got a little bit angry last year during the whole. Uh, COVID pandemic protocols when they're the, that league of him shouting because this is his film. He isn't a producer, executive producer. His, 
he knows how much uh, it will cost to shut down a film of this size is mm. huge. So the pressure on these people to make these films and get them done is is massive. Yeah. Um, I think I, I like. Well, I think Maverick and Top Gun Maverick's the best film I've seen in a few years. Uh, and I think Tom Hughes, Tom Hughes, Tom Cruise. <laughs> so like Tom Cruise and John Hughes had a baby. <laughs> oh, still, that'd be brilliant. Um, is that is the man? And I, I, I like what he he puts on for the the audience. The the foot chases in these films are just incredible. The one in Fallout when he's he definitely he's running puts through his London, body on the line, doesn't he? Where he broke like... his ankle and stuff. Mm. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be running around like that at 60 or whatever it is, 55. No. I can't run around like it now. I'm no. in my mid <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do at 40 what Tom Cruise can do I at I couldn't 60. do it at 20. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> you're um, probably right. What about you? What do you? What are your feelings land for? I mean, like, just, I know... you, there's nothing for me to say, Dave. You've said everything. Like, oh. you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think Rogue Nation really, is the best of, of the three. And it's a clear standout best, I think, for me. Um, but I think in terms of best performance in the whole thing, it's Seymour, Philip Seymour Hoffman in three. You know, that's... imagine putting Hoffman in Rogue Nation, oh, and Sean Harris God. is good because he's very sinister. He's probably he is very best sinister, yeah, definitely. But he, Philip Seymour Hoffman, is in the next level. Absolute nutter. Yeah, just. So, are you excited for the next ones now? Uh, I am actually. I'll probably go to the cinema and watch them. Like, wow. whereas I wouldn't well... have, I definitely wouldn't have done. But obviously, I've not done that since one, since the mid nineties. But th- these are si- these are made to be seen now on the biggest screen, like mm. IMAX screens. Yeah, I think they film them with IMAX cameras. That they're, they're they're made for cinema screens to, yeah. to sit and like blow your mind. They're not made for my thirty-two inch telly that I've got in my office. Like, Absolutely not. not. <laughs> well, but, maybe you know, maybe the second one is. But, but I still enjoyed made, it though. The second one, even that grand opening of what, the second one's definitely made for climbing. the cinema the se- second one's made more for the cinema than all the others i think because it's kind of totally throws the story in the bin to have really nice visuals so yeah yeah because the story is rubbish yeah um yeah man i love these films i think these are amazing and i can't wait to watch the next one mm. uh and they keep delaying it and it keeps breaking my heart but and I, like i said earlier they are still filming them yeah, uh, and I, I'm not one of these people like, oh my god, they're still filming this. I know what goes into making a film, and you know, at least they're trying to make it the best film they can. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of thing. I know there's always yeah. last minute pickups, so I'm not worried. They're, it's going to be brilliant. But <laughs> and the trailers didn't come out too long ago, and that got me excited. And also, we're talking about trailers. The, there's a trailer for Mission Impossible Fallout, which has what's the band in it? Friction. Um, I can't remember the band, but it's one of the, my favourite trailers that I, I can't. If I'm going back watching trailers and mentioning best trailers, it's that trailer, mm. the Fallout one. It's cool. fucking great. You should nice. watch it. Okay, okay, it's I right. will go and watch the trailer now. But I love to know what other people's feelings are towards these films. If you want to let us know uh, where we're where we're wrong, or if you agree with us in our ranking of the Mission Impossible movies, then uh, get in touch with us on social media. We are at unequal sequel on uh, Twitter and Instagram, or you can send us an email at unequal sequel at hotmail.com. 
Um, while you're there, if you like this episode, if you're a big Mission Impossible fan, you just tuned in for this one, go back and listen to all our other episodes. There are loads. There are over 100 now. Um, go back to listen to those. Uh, especially make sure you listen to the three series of interview episodes. And we will be back at the end of this month. The end of this month when you listen to this. Fingers crossed. With series four. No, we will be. Fucking series nice. four, the end of this month. <laughs> we'll be back. Um, so yeah, make sure you, you join us for that. While you're back listening to all the, the the back episodes, click that little subscribe button, and we'll drop into your into your podcast app of choice whenever there's a new episode, which will be twice weekly again by the end of the month. Amazing, right? That's when the hard work starts again. Yeah, <laughs> but like Rich said, yeah, send in your rankings from these films. I'd love to know what people feel about them because I think it will be very much different from what me and Rich feel. Ours was different. Uh, I'd be interested to see where people put number two because I'm sure some people will rank it higher. Do you reckon? Do you I think? think it's got. It's, I think people do enjoy that film. Not lots of people, but there'll be there'll be someone out there. Uh, so yeah, they'll hopefully be read out on our enders end of month specials i've yeah, got nothing definitely. else to say so are you going to say rich uh just that gives a rank it gives a rating if you can five oh. stars little like all that kind of stuff i jumped in really when nice. I, I just jumped in <laughs> i don't normally right. do that it's all right, mate. It's um all right. so it is a take care from me and a bye-bye from him bye you know it's just have a really nice weekend maybe go for a bike ride you know just get fit. Get out there. Ple- pleasant. Yeah. yeah. See you next time. Bye.